Welcome to another episode of the Total BS Podcast. Justin is in the house. What's up, my man? Man, Saul, I just want this podcast to be so big time because I I finally want a food item named after me or named after the podcast. And I'm excited because we're going to be talking about famous people who have food items on a certain (laughs) menu named after them. Now, a gentleman's club, man. I want to know how many times you got to go to a gentleman's club to get a chicken wing named after you, but we'll talk about that. Hey, man. Hey. <laughs> I don't even know how to go from there. We'll just go ahead and get into the show. Let's do it. Let's get right into it. just might turn into offense. Be cool is just part of the program. Spit your best 16 if you must. You're not whack. You just sound whack rapping after us. Yo, your fans just might turn into offense. Be cool is just a part of this program. Bitch, your best 16 if you must. You not whack. You just sound whack rapping after us. Well, I'm going to go ahead and apologize right now because my screen is utter trash. But Justin seems like he's coming in nice and clear. So if you're having problems seeing me on your end, I completely apologize. But good news is you can just listen to the podcast tomorrow and it's no big deal. It's, it's like nothing ever happened. I mean, we're, we're going to have some pretty cool video clips uh, later on in the episode, but I mean, the, the audio is fantastic. And speaking of audio, make sure you subscribe to the Total BS on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Saul, how are you doing, my man? How was your week? Oh, you know, it's just uh, living hell. <laughs> I mean, because every sport is back. I mean, right? Every sport is back. Every single sport is back so i am like up to my ears and zoom calls and recording video and putting things together left and right and then all these other things that i have to do for my my main job and then on top of that trying to make sure we squeeze in this podcast and in whatever free time that is available so my hours are pretty long every single day how about yours it's awesome to finally turn on the tv and watch live sports and we're starting to become a little bit more productive. Usually around this time, it's the slowest week in, in out of the sports calendar. Like usually around this time we have MLB all-star game and then that's it. And maybe some NBA free agency, but the fact that NBA bubble is back, MLB is back, uh, MLS, WNBA is back. Like all these great professional sports are all coming back and it's just awesome to watch some live sports. And you know, we also have some NFL discussion as well, and we'll get into that uh, with our upcoming guest here in just a little bit. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it, I think one of the cool things about this podcast is that we do like to bring on some guests from time to time. And one of those guests, I mean, he's he's kind of like, you know, he, he's a rising star. I'll, I'll say that he's a rising star in the profession of, of journalism. Uh, he, you know, he started off at the Dallas Morning News, but he doesn't want to talk about those days. He wants to talk about what's going on now, which is the athletic and he's a big time rider now. He used to be down in Tucson covering the University of Arizona. And now he is big time in it out to the East Coast. And he'll be covering a bunch of Philadelphia colleges such as Villanova, Temple, LaSalle, et cetera, et cetera. And as our guy, Mr. C.J. Holmes, also the only guy in this trio to score two points or more in a college basketball game at the Division One level. There you go, Mr. Auburn. How you doing, buddy? Big facts right there. <laughs> Justin Stahl, man. How War doing, Eagle. Man? Thanks for having me on. War Damn Eagle. <laughs> there you go. There you go. What is going on in your world? 
Nothing much, man. Just a typical Sunday in Tucson. I've been locked in my uh, little office, uh, apartment office all day, just knocking out some work, man. Hard work's all I know, man. Ain't nothing new. You know, when you said, you know, CJ is a rising star, that is an understatement. To see the number of incredible stories that he's written over the last uh, few years now, the number of connects that he has made, all the people that have gravitated towards his work, it really goes to show the kind of worker that he is, but also the kind of guy that he is. And I really am just so happy to see someone so talented take that next step. And I'm excited to see CJ and what he could do in Philadelphia. And he's also moving close to home, right, CJ? So you lived in Dallas. You're a Washington, D.C. native. Now you're about to live in Philadelphia. You're a New York gig away from completing the NFC East bingo card, my friend. (laughs) That's true, man. You know, been in the street for like three or four years now as a pro. Been bouncing around, you know, all over the country. You know, got my first job in Dallas three years ago. Then they had me in Phoenix. They had me in Tucson. And, you know, it's going to be nice getting back to the East Coast where I can like three hours by car to – you know, see my mom, grab a good meal. It's, it's been a while since I've been able to do that. So you know, I'm looking forward to getting to get home, you know, more often and definitely looking forward to this new challenge in Philadelphia. What's the go-to meal, man? You got to tell us now. What's the, what's the, you know, when you go home, you got only one day, what's, what's mom's cooking that's going to really satisfy that appetite? Well, really, really it depends on how much time we have, right? If we're kind of, we don't have that much time, you know, we'll go hit up Crosby Seafood, go get a pound of crab legs, Woo-hoo, you know, okay. a, a, crown, a pound of blue crabs, you know, lay out the lay out the mat on the kitchen yeah. table, knock them out. But, get the bib you know, on. We got, you know, oh, we yeah. got some time. If mom has time to cook, man. I'm talking sweet potatoes. I'm talking uh, uh, baked chicken, collard greens, mac yeah. and cheese, you know, you know, the soul food, man, that's my go-to, man. My mom knows how much I love when she cooks. <laughs> and, you know, you know, being out here on the West Coast, man, I get a home-cooked meal maybe once a year. So I'm looking forward to, you know, popping up on my mom on a Sunday or something like that and, you know, stuff on my face, man. It's been too long. Oh, I feel you on that. I feel you on that. Well, you know, we, we've been talking about the East Coast, and a, a lot of the NBA teams are already on the East Coast in Florida. Let's go ahead and talk about the bubble. Uh, you know, we, a couple games have started already. You know, a lot of the preseason games, I guess you can say preseason or practice games, uh, exhibition. And, you know, I, I think there's been a couple things that have kind of stood out. First of all, it's been interesting to see the layout inside the, re- the arena, how things are really getting managed, and the lack of – um, you know, the extreme, you know, precaution because these guys are in the bubble. Um, there's no need to really worry about every single high five or anything like that, which I think has been easier to watch. Would you agree? I think so. And I'm really impressed about the precautions that the NBA has taken. I mean, COVID as it stands right now, it's still an unknown. I mean, it's hard to fight something that you can't see. And, you know, the NBA has went above and beyond down there on the Orlando campus to assure player safety um you know a couple guys as we know have gotten off that campus a time or two we'll get to that later we'll get to that later (laughs) (laughs) but you know for the most part i think i saw a report that there were no positive tests um they've created an atmosphere where uh these guys can feel safe and play the game they love and i think that's the biggest thing um in terms of play uh it's been interesting to see you know which one of these teams are going to get off to a fast start um it's kind of tough for me to judge at this point, right? These teams have only played like a, not even a handful, maybe like one or two exhibition games. And, you know, some teams have more chemistry than others. Most of those teams are the teams with the best talent, right? You're talking about the, you know, the Lakers and the Bucks. 
um, those teams that can kind of just walk into the arena and get a win. But to me, uh, what's going to be most interesting moving forward is which one of these teams are going to catch fire. You know, maybe those Phoenix Suns up the road, maybe. But, um, you know, it, it's going to be the teams that are going to have the most success down there in the bubble are going to be the teams that can find that chemistry again the quickest. you got to remember these guys have been off for four months. Um, you know, most of the guys have been training on their own accord, but, you know, they haven't been in a team setting for a while. And then you think of those teams, you know, like the Lakers who had great chemistry before COVID bought um, the season to an end. Um, are they going to be able to recreate that? Um, that's going to be the biggest thing to pay attention for me moving forward. You know, one thing I love about the summer league is that it does, or summer summer league, the NBA bubble is that it has an NBA summer league feel to it. To me, uh, just the way it's set up, everything behind it, it's very relaxed, very casual, and it's not awkward. And you can get some commentary from these guys on the court. I was watching uh, the Portland Trailblazers. And it was it was so awesome to hear Carmelo Anthony say, like, give me that F out of here whenever he went up for a rebound. And it's also cool to see the exhibition games. But you know, you know, Melo does that like every oh, every time, every rebound. But (laughs) because I've heard him multiple times do that. Oh, oh, he does it every rebound. That that's just his thing. But since there isn't since there aren't what 18 20,000 fans in the arena were able to hear a little bit of that as well and i also really love the experimental aspect of these exhibition games um i don't know if you guys had a chance to watch the denver nuggets the other day but they rolled out a starting lineup that had jeremy grant at two and nikola jokic at point guard one uh that boy bobo is looking awfully sharp now yeah bobo was going down the court hitting three-pointers, and it's so awesome to see that because I remember watching Bull Bull when he was a high schooler and how he was the center that everybody wanted, and then he was supposed to be this lottery one-and-done pick at Oregon. Then he breaks his foot, is out for the rest of the year, goes into the NBA draft, and is just left in the green room until the second round. And you just see the look on his face and how kind of disappointed he was that he fell. I mean, we knew the kind of talent that Bull Bull was, but for the Denver Nuggets to get him in the middle of the second round, I thought was a steal at the time. And so far, just the, the quick glimpses that we've seen of the Denver Nuggets, he's looking like he's going to be a pretty important piece for them during the NBA bubble and beyond. So, uh, you know, health-wise, a lot of these players are getting back, and I love to see it. CJ, um, out of the little bits of the exhibitions that you've seen, I mentioned the tall ball that the Denver Nuggets play. What's something else that jumps out to you? You know, I'm going to be real. I'm going to be real, man. I haven't seen, you know, that many exhibition games so far. I think earlier today I was watching Devin Booker and the Suns play. Um, you know, my biggest – I don't blame was- you. They're scrimmages. The season actually hasn't started, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I haven't watched too many scrimmages, man. I'm going to be completely honest with you. My biggest thing is, you know, it's just, you know, kind of like what you mentioned earlier when you started the show. It's so nice to take out your cell phone and see those final scores coming across your screen again. It's so nice to be sitting here on a Sunday afternoon and you don't got to watch Law & Order reruns over and over and over (laughs) again. You know what I'm saying? Like you can just, you know, flip on a game and have it on in the background. And I'm just – so thankful that we've been able to get back to sports in a safe way so far. And hopefully it stays that way, you know, throughout the duration of the season, you know, once the season gets going, I'm going to be locked in, but you know, 
You know, these are scrimmage games. We're talking about scrimmages. You know what I'm saying? We're talking it's not a game, not a game. We're talking about scrimmages, man. So, you know, I'll be I'll be more locked in once we get back into the real regular season action. For sure. Yeah, a couple of impressions that I've had so far. First of all, DeAndre Ayton hitting threes, which I love. Uh, I've been waiting for him to do that this entire time. And then second of all, is it me or does Luka Doncic look a little chunky? <laughs> Thick. He looks C's. a little chunky to me. Like he looked like, you know, maybe he had a little bit too much baklava on on the break or something like that. Like, hey, I don't boy, know, man. Still got game, though. That boy still got game. He almost he still got game, but he just today. I mean, I've met plenty of, uh, uh, of of chubby guys that that got a lot of game. You know what I mean? But still, I, I just I don't know. I just when I look at it, I'm like, whoa, what, what's going on here? Hey, let me ask you guys this. Let me ask you guys this. You know, I was in an argument with my boy the other day. And, you know, I was like, you know what, in three or four years, Luka Doncic has everything it takes to be the best player in the league. And, you know, he, he kind of looked at me and he was just like, man, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? And I'm like, the guy right now, I think, heading into his third year in the league, from an offensive standpoint, I think he's more refined than LeBron James was at the offensive end at this point in his career. So kind of projecting that over to the next, like, you know, two or three years. I mean, do you guys think that Luka, you know, has what it takes to be the best player in the league? Now, not necessarily from a defensive standpoint. He's not the athlete LeBron is. You're not going to see Luka Doncic, you know, chasing guys down on the break and blocking shots. But offensively, I mean, this guy could be averaging in upwards of 35 points per game um, here sooner rather than later. I want to know what you guys think. I mean, it, we're talking about James Harden all over again, aren't we? To a degree. Now, I think Luca has a better all-around game than than James does, obviously. Um, but I think you know, are we if we're just going to focus on the offensive end, that's not enough. Like you have to be uh, multifaceted. You know, LeBron he can play some defense. He can make an impact on that end. You have to be able to do that. Otherwise, you when we're talking about greatest player or, or best player in the league, you'll never be in that discussion because James Harden to me. He scores at such an incredible rate, but there's always going to be that other guy like Giannis who you're going to be compared against. And when it comes down to, to brass tacks, if you can play defense and you can play offense and you're dominant at both ends, that guy's always going to beat the guy that the great offensive player, no matter how great he is. And that's just it. The, the defensive part is, is what worries me. Now, he, James Harden prolific scorer he's still an all nba player nobody's denying that because he's that, the best scorer in the league oh, he's the best scorer absolutely and he will you. he will he could go down when it's all said and done as a top five scorer of all time maybe top three just because score putting the ball in the hoop i think that is, that is what james harden does but going back to luca and that comparison with lebron you know in year two I could still feel comfortable asking LeBron James, hey, guard anybody on the Detroit Pistons at that time. Find a way to guard Ben Wallace. Find a way to guard Tayshaun Prince. You put Luka Doncic in that situation, Burnt. I don't I don't think you're asking him Crispy. to do similar defensive <laughs> responsibilities. It ain't happening. It ain't happening. <laughs> so, but, but Luka, man, I mean, his playmaking abilities, he could play point guard. He could play positions – one through three, maybe one through four, but he's going to be right. no. You can, but you can't put him in the post, like like Saul said, it's barbecue chicken. Yo, but you know what's so great about Luca, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna compare him to two Celtics 
And it's, it's because they both didn't have the greatest athletic ability, but they just knew how to play the game, especially offensively. One of them's Larry Bird. The other one is Paul Pierce. I think he is, he is very similar to both of those guys, except Luca is a much better offensive player than Paul Pierce was. He's, he's more similar to Larry just because of the fact that he's able to pass. He's able to shoot. He's able to rebound. He's able to, you know, start the fast break. And, and it's, it's the intangibles, right? It's those small little things that people don't see or understand that you're like, damn, like how, how, you know, that's, that's what separates the greatest players from the good players is just that small little bit of, uh, you know, awareness that, you know, that separates them. Like knowing that the guy, like when, when a ball bounces off the rim and knowing that one of your teammates is trying to break back door and you just tapping the ball backwards straight to him because you knew it and you didn't even have to look at him. Like those small little things is what Luca can do that separates him from everybody else in that draft class, DeAndre Aiden included. So, um, but outside of that, in the bubble, the content that is coming out of the bubble is kind of, you know, it, it goes all over the place from Monty Williams from the Suns, uh, jumping into a pool fully clothed to a JaVel McGee um, eating a burger and saying, man, this shit ain't vegan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the content has been great. Have you, have you guys seen anything out there that you've just been like, oh, wow, this is really, really good? I mean, it's been crazy. Do you guys remember that? Uh, what is it called? What's it called? Gridiron Heights on Bleacher Report? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, yeah, the, yeah. all the, like, uh-huh. the different quarterbacks and stuff all living on the same <laughs> roof. That's what I think the bubble is. I mean, you get all these guys that, you know, after the game, after these guys play, you know, the, the visiting teams get on a plane and go home. Uh, the home team, they all go their separate – they all go their separate ways. But we have some of the best personalities in all of professional sports – all under the same bubble. I think that's hilarious. And we're really getting like a look into, you know, you're seeing the videos on Instagram of these guys playing ping pong or like you said, jumping in the pools and you got, you got guys sneaking off the campus. It's just, it's just so funny to see all these different personalities um, being forced to interact with each other. And, you know, the result has been great content, right? For sure. Justin? I love, I love it. It, it, it is so great. Like like I said in the last podcast, you're starting to see personalities and guys just just having fun. You know, they're starting like there's a golf course on the campus and they could just go out and golf anytime they want to. Um, they could play video games like they are. It, it's like they're teenagers all over again. And I also love it, too, because they're they're having fun with this and they're having a good time. But they're all so serious using their platform for Black Lives Matter, uh, you know, utilizing press conferences to say, you know, arrest the po- police officers who killed Breonna Taylor. Just everything about it, it, it's the perfect blend of using your platform for all the right reasons, and it's also cool just to see NBA players just have fun. And I don't know if you guys have seen this, but JaVale McGee actually has a vlog on YouTube. I highly recommend people to go check it out. Like he is documenting this whole thing. And I've been saying from the get-go, we need to have camera people in there so we can create a documentary out of all this. It seems like a documentary about everything under the sun is coming out within this past year, all thanks to the, the last dance phenomenon. Let's get a bubble documentary. I mean, JaVale McGee's already way ahead of it. I think we should get people in there. You want a double bubble? Is that what you want? They should like set up like little cameras, 
like around the bubble. Yeah, like, make like, it, like a real world kind of situation. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and then and then have a you know that that run room, the confession room where they all like have the one on ones. Like, yeah, man, LeBron was tripping today, man. I don't even know what his problem. Man. I was wide open underneath, man. I don't know why he didn't pass me the ball with three seconds left to go, but whatever. <laughs> And then it's and it's LeBron James, just like I don't know why, but Jr. and Dion, they always smell like a skunk. Every single time they come back into the hotel room, they smell a little skunky. <laughs> oh man! Well, you know, obviously, uh, besides basketball getting started, uh, you know, Major League Baseball finally, and they actually have real games that count uh, against the standings. Uh, starting last Thursday with the Washington Nationals and the New York Yankees, along with the Giants and the Dodgers. But uh, I don't know if you guys have had any chances uh, to take a look at some of these baseball games, but a couple of things that have stood out to me. Some of the umpires have taken it upon themselves to correct pitchers who have kind of crossed that threshold between um, safety and sanitary. Um, it's, It's habit, right? A lot of pitchers love to like lick their fingers before they throw a pitch. And some pitchers have done that and they've and they've been told by the umpire, throw that ball out, get rid of it, because they ha- they all are supposed to have like a little wet rag in their back pocket so they can dampen their fingers. Uh, which I thought was was pretty cool. I, I thought that was, you know, that's something that needs to be recognized um and and taken taken care of. Outside of that, I think baseball's baseball, right? You you're gonna get what you're gonna get. It, there's no difference between a 60 game season and a 162 game season when it comes to just the game, the game itself. Now, how you manage that 60 game season and 162 game season is completely, um, you know, different. But what are you guys' overall first impressions of the baseball season so far? I like it so far. I love the cardboard that's a, cutout. That's a, hot, that's a hot take. Oh, I like. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. Um, no, I mean, the cardboard cutouts is a, a nice touch. Um, the pumped in crowd noise from MLB, the show, I believe is the video game. It could be a little bit better. I, I mean, it. It, it doesn't really match the exact, um, play that's happening or the emotion of the game. But I mean, would you guys rather watch baseball just with natural sound with? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no way. Like, like for instance, today I to, have the players mic'd up. Like for instance, today um, I was watching a baseball game and uh, a manager argued a call, and you could almost hear everything. And I loved it. I loved it. It's 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 great TV. I want to hear more of that. I want to hear what he's saying, how he's saying, and why he's saying it. You might be onto something though, because I really want to hear the conversations during Houston Astros games specifically. <laughs> like I want to hear what the first baseman is telling Jose Altuve when he's on first. Like I want to hear those interactions because everyone around MLB hates the Houston Astros. And so far it's, it's gotten a little bit chippy in, in some Houston Astros games this year. So um, you guys might be onto something, but um, I like it so far. I think, you know, major league baseball has done a, solid job so far i'm excited to see the kind of like the uh, geographical rivalries you know like the nls is going to have to play the al west and it's going to be cool to see a lot of these teams go toe-to-toe with each other listen i'm gonna be honest with y'all i ain't a big baseball guy i tried out for t-ball 
when I was a kid, couldn't even hit it off the, the tee, got laughed off of the, of the blacktop, never picked up a baseball again or bat for that matter. Now, I will claim my defending world champion, Washington Nationals. Oh, my gosh. He's got it tatted <laughs> on him. I got it tatted Everybody thinks it's like the Walgreens logo. You know, <laughs> I, I got to explain that, no, it's, it's, it's a pro baseball team. And Oh, my gosh. But, hey, um, that 4 guess, four candy, though. Anyways. <laughs> but I guess, uh, you know, my biggest takeaway from the baseball season is just it's just – it's just been a little odd, you know, seeing these games on TV with no fans in the crowd and people in the dugout wearing masks. And, you know, it, it, it's been odd. But again, I'm just happy that we found a way to return to sports in a relatively safe way. Um, you know, it, it's an adjustment for players. Like you said, like some guys like to lick their fingers before pitching and you know, some guys like to spit on their hands and rub it together for traction and things of that nature. And, it, 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 you know, everyone has the routine, right? And um, it's interesting that these guys are going to have to adjust to the new normal, right? They have no choice but to. Um, and, you know, it's, it, it's kind of setting a precedent, right? You know, if, if these guys can do it, then guys across other leagues can do it. And, then, you know, hopefully stuff can continue as is. For sure. For sure. You know, I, I mean, those are all great points. I, I mean, hey, sports is back. Uh, no matter how we can get it, I want it. I want it. So it's 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 good fun. It's uh, good entertainment. It gives us something different to watch than Netflix, which I appreciate very much at this point. So you know, let's just embrace it and move on, right, Justin? Dodge, Dodgers already look like they're in World Series form. So you know, let's just get ready for another exciting baseball season. Yes. Every team, every team in the in Major League Baseball has won a game, Justin. Just so you know. That's cool. Were the Diamondbacks <laughs> the last team to get a win? They got a win, didn't they? They got a win, didn't they? <laughs> they were the everybody's last one to get a win. Everybody's in the W column, right? All right, then. Let's move on. <laughs> hey, so, um, you know, the NBA bubble we talked about a little bit earlier. But, uh, you know, CJ, you mentioned earlier about some guys taking some uh, some side trips on their own, some of them excused. And uh, this particular gentleman <laughs> that we're about to get into, he did have an excused absence. He had to go, um, I believe he had to attend a funeral. However, uh, Mr. Lou Williams, uh, yeah. Uh, look, I guess it, it all started. It all started when he took a trip uh, that he wasn't supposed to in the name of uh, – of uh, the of the famed strip club in Atlanta, Magic City, and uh, yeah, this is pretty much how it looked <laughs> uh, to everybody else uh, out there in the universe. It just it wasn't a good look. Obviously, uh, when we're talking about Jermaine Dupri outside of Magic City, that's what I can envision Lou Williams on the outside of Magic City. There was a picture that got posted on social media by. By his homeboy, and then taken down immediately. And he, the the gentleman who had posted the picture uh, did say that uh, it was an old photo. However, the problem was there was a NBA issued mask from Orlando in the picture that was deleted. So the NBA definitely looked into it. And uh, needless to say, Mr. Lou Williams uh, did get fined. I believe. Yes. No, he did not get fined. Oh, However, will, we can't talk about Jermaine Dupree without saying y'all know who this is. Um, so now that we got that part out of the way, 
the guy who posted the photo is a rapper by the name of Jack Harlow. And Jack Harlow, a rising star in the rap game, honestly saw like this guy looks like I went to high school with him. He just looks like this like super just ordinary suburban kid, but he's got some he's got some flow to it. I, I'm a, I'm a big Jack Harlow fan. And I also respect Jack Harlow for understanding that okay, my guy Lou Williams is in hot water because of this post that I'm involved in. I'm just gonna go ahead and lie. And he still to this day, both or Jack Harlow denies that it happened recently. Everyone needs a friend like that. I mean, yeah, yeah, you definitely need a friend like that, CJ. You know, don't let's let's not shame my guy Lou. All right, this was this was a <laughs> oh, cel- no. this was this was a celebration <laughs> of life, gentlemen. Okay, he, he was he was mourning in the only way he knew how. But <laughs> but in all seriousness, you know, this is you know one of the biggest issues you face with putting a bunch of grown men in an isolated environment. I remember, uh, I think I was watching First Take or something, and Stephen A was talking about, you know, you got a bunch of men, a lot of single men, even though I don't know if Lou Will still got two wives or two girlfriends. Or I don't know what he got going on. But you got all these single men with no wives, um, no kids, no obligations. And, you know, these guys have their lives outside of basketball, right? You Bruh, know, yo, you got first guys of all. Like, you got guys like Kobe Bryant who after a game, they're going to get in the gym and put up 500 shots, right? And then you got the guys who just decompress in their own way. My that- man's got his own wings at Magic City. What are you talking about, dog? For, for those that don't know what Magic City is, it's a gentleman's club, a very popular one at that in the beautiful city oh, of Atlanta, sure James Georgia. James Harden has a VIP card for sure. Oh, I'm sure James Harden has his jersey in the rafters <laughs> at Magic City. Does. <laughs> it's the first place that's going to retire his jersey for sure, man. But, like, you know how many times you have to go to a gentleman's club for them to say, you know what? We're a chicken wing flavor. I, I want the Lou Williams eight piece, please. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you All know flats. how many times. All flats. <laughs> Do you know how many times and how much money you have to invest into that gentleman's club for them to say, you know what, we're going to give you a big shout out. I know he's a Georgia native. So, I mean, it's, I mean, Magic City's in Atlanta. So it's like, okay, you can put that connection there. But my guy, Lou Williams, has done so much in that gentleman's club. All I can I think love. of, all I can think of is a Bernie Max character in that, uh, what's that movie? Oh, it's a it's it's a strip club movie essentially, um, and, and Bernie Mac's in it, and I, I believe Ice Cube's in it too. But he's like, <laughs> but but he's like an owner of a strip club. Okay, it's a, it's a pretty rundown strip club anyway. That's <laughs> all I can think of is that movie. Dang it, I forgot what the movie is called. Dang it. Anyway, but Magic City is a very prominent gentleman's club in the in the United States. Uh, it's been mentioned in several rap songs like. For instance, uh, was that Welcome to Atlanta where they're outside mm-hmm. of Magic City? And then you have current uh, rappers like Future saying um, Magic's going to Magic City on a Monday. I forgot what song that was. Oh, it's uh, Jumpman with him and Drake. Talk about going oh, to Magic yeah. City yeah. on a Monday. Um, Migos, I believe, have shot a music video at Magic City. Uh, they, they better. They're from Atlanta. Damn. So yeah, I think I'm it's sure Luda's but- been somewhere around Magic City too. 
It's just but, like it's like a, a it's like a birthright for anybody that's trying to come up in the game <laughs> yeah, in Atlanta. Got to go through Magic City. You got to, and, and you got to get the eight piece. I just <laughs> the eight piece Lou will. <laughs> I just <laughs> love that Lou Williams has a chicken wing flavor name after him, and this actually came up uh, before the menu was shown with his name on it. People were like. I mean, the food at Magic City is actually pretty good. Like, they have uh, fried catfish nuggets and the best wings in Atlanta. Like, people were actually hyping up the food at Magic City, which I think is awesome because it just so happens to be a gentleman's club. Like, imagine trying the best wings you've ever tried, and then there's some other thighs on the stage. Dude, I'm I'm not trying to get glitter on my chicken wings, dog. It just ain't happening. <laughs> it just ain't happening, man. <laughs> I'm not trying to. <laughs> I just I just can't go. You know what? Maybe 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 in a different life I would have tried it, but I'm just I'm just not about that life. So I can't I can't see. It. Anyway, let's go ahead. Uh, let's not be that guy. And uh, you know what's coming be up next. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, my first don't be that guy is actually uh, it, it comes courtesy of a, a female versus female boxing match. And uh, needless to say, this did not end well. And this quickly. Adkins reluctant to come out of her corner. Aiden left the one, two, three, four. It was Lamb versus Lion. It is over. One of the quickest knockouts in women's boxing history. You witnessed it live here on the zone. Now, Lou, Lou Will has the A-piece, but she just got a three-piece. <laughs> she a soda. got served up hard. Oh, my God. She <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I you mean, it's so good. We got to see it again. And this quickly. Adkins reluctant to come out of her corner. Aiden left the one, two, three, four. I mean, so fast. So fast. See the way you see the way her face ate that left hook. Just, just put him in the coffin. Like, oh man! I mean, it was like the first three piece. She she kind of got a little stunned, <laughs> and she was like, "Oh, okay." And then all of a sudden, the next three piece came, and she wasn't ready, and that was it. <laughs> that was it. I mean, it. don't be that. Yeah, hey, you gotta come ready to fight. Get the gloves up. I don't know what she was doing, but uh, the fastest knockout in women's boxing history. That's pretty. That's pretty crazy. Seven seconds. Seven seconds. It's like the seven seconds. seven seconds or less. Less. Man, got her rethinking all her life choices. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So my don't be that guy for this week is actually another woman. So let's call it don't be that gal. And you know, sometimes we all go through a certain breakup. Well, she took this breakup or whatever situation with her loved one a little over the top. Well, unfortunately, uh, we are having technical difficulties and cannot pull oh. up that, that that tweet just yet. Oh, wait, hold on. Here we go. Here I, I'm, get, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Here we go. All right. So, uh, yeah, she uh, <laughs> this this lady was not she was not playing for sure. Just and examining see, the car. Yeah, she's uh, she's you know she's just putting a little gasoline in the car. No big deal. And then uh, yeah, she gets a little. She gets a little handsy with it. Uh, actually, let me play this. I'm sorry. Yeah, she just casually putting some gasoline in the car. Oh, yeah, I'm going to like this match now, too. 
Oh my god. <laughs> and she tried to crawl away. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get the gasoline. Gotta take away all the evidence. Oh yeah, now, now we gotta run. <laughs> I thought this hey. was a friendly free podcast. Oh, this was a family like friendly podcast. That's a homicide. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that thing blew her hoodie off and her braids almost <laughs> flew off too. <laughs> I mean, we just need to watch this one more time as she puts the gasoline in the car, all in the back seat. At that moment, <laughs> she knew she messed up. Yeah, so I don't know what homeboy did to really, uh, to really get this woman uh, aggravated, but uh, yeah, it wasn't. It did not go well. It did not go well. I saw another clip on Twitter uh, that showed a scene from Next Friday the second movie in the Friday trilogy mm-hmm. when they're uh, living in, in Rancho Cucamonga and Ice Cube goes to live with his uncle and cousin, Day Day, played by Mike Epps, and they live across the street from some cholos. And we all know that Mike Epps has a crazy ex-girlfriend who goes out there and is like King Mike Epps' car. And there's a scene where it shows Ice Cube and the uncle like, hey, Day Day, that woman's out there again. And then it shows the lady lighting up the car then bam <laughs> it's, it's so awesome. <laughs> well, well you know what i love about this is the, the comments and the tweets uh all that the followed memes. it up oh all the memes right so you go you go all scroll down my favorite one was the the burnt face uh from uh was it uh child's play Chucky. yeah yeah um yeah I, I don't even know what, what what happened here but um we're, we're completely off the rails Anyway, so um, yeah, Chucky's just, beloved one. Um, I I for, forgot her name. The the uh, the better half of Chucky, if you want to call it that. Yeah, for Anyways, sure. Anyways, a scene uh, where her face is completely burned, and it's like, well, I, I don't know what happened. Yeah, for sure. It, it, you know, it's it's uh, like like this one for for instance, like what she thought was going to happen. What actually happened? <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, and then, this one is the one I was talking about. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, boy, what do you mean? Nobody touched your car. That's some just some good old family fun right there. I don't, I don't know what you guys are. So anyway, uh, that's the end of "Don't Be That Guy." Uh, you know, hey, we, we like to have a little bit of fun, as you can see, Mr. C.J. Holmes. Uh, any comments on uh, old girl getting a little uh, testy? You know, my biggest thing is <laughs> I, I thought this was a family-friendly program. <laughs> you know, that, that, that was a homicide. All right, and against herself. Like, like, I don't know. Like maybe she kept the car on, or what was going on. Maybe that was her man's car, and you know he 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 was being shady, so she was trying to get some revenge or something. But I mean, like when in doubt, just go to the gas station. <laughs> for real, for real. <laughs> um, and our and our, so so obviously with don't be that guy. We like to have a little bit of fun, but we also like to end these shows with a little bit of positivity into your life. And if you guys uh, have had a bad week. We try to set you on your way with a little bit of love, a little bit of uh, hope, a little bit of promise. And this one comes uh, courtesy uh, about a year ago. This happened at the Waste Management Open, a lady by the name of Amy Bockerstedt. Uh, she suffers from Down syndrome, and she uh, got invited to join Gary Woodland on the 16th hole. Are you leaving? Yes. Give me a 
Doug. I'm Gary. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. I hear you're a good golfer. Yes. You are? You want yes. to come with a hole with us? Yes. Come on. Nice. Give me a five. I mean, that's pretty cool, right? And that not only that's a legit par on a par three. And, yeah. and, I, and I've played that hole before. It's not easy. It's not easy. And the fact that she hit that and he, then he hit it out of the sand, sand trap and then put it. I, that's just brilliant. That's good. That's stuff. what that's what did it for me. Getting out of the sand trap because she teed off, went right into the bunker. And for her to get out of that tough situation on a already tough hole in front of a bunch of people. Like, let's not ignore that. There were a bunch of people there watching. I would have crumbled under pressure. I know a lot of people would have, but for her to get par in that situation and, and that whole thing right there, that's just, it, it really warms your heart. CJ, have you ever been um, in a sporting event uh, playing or participating at any level where there was just thousands of people watching your every move? Yeah, man, it's it's funny. Uh, and I kind of look back at my career at Auburn and, you know, going three for three from the field is cool. But I just remember like, you know, like playing Rupp Arena and just hitting that three in Rupp Arena. I mean, like I'm, I'm checking in off the bench and, you know, you know, my palms are sweaty. I'm shaking a little bit. You know, I catch the ball on the wing. You know, I'm trembling and, you know, I make the shot. I'm still I'm still trembling a little bit. You can't tell. I try to I try to look cool with it. <laughs> but, uh, it's a lot of pressure, man. It's a lot of pressure when the lights are on and, you know, everyone, everyone, you know, in the arena or in the venues is staring on, at you. And that's what makes what that girl did so, so damn special, you know, to, to, to rise to the moment. And, you know, another thing about that is, you know, I just love when these athletes who are, you know, have these platforms or in these positions, um, you know, look out for those who are struggling or for those who are, less fortunate and, you know, just give them a moment that they're always remembering, you know, that day out there in Scottsdale at the waste management element, um, that girl got just that. And, you know, you know, I, I, I commend the golf for it, man. For sure. For sure. CJ, the, the three pointer you hit at rep arena, was that against the notorious 14, 15 Kentucky team? Yes. And with Devin Booker. Yes, and they beat us three times by 30 that year. It was not. Yeah, I mean, that team, I mean, there's no shame in that one. They didn't lose to anybody that year until they got to Wisconsin. Freaking Wisconsin. Ugh. Anyway. Still hurts. Um, yeah, crazy, crazy. Anyway, uh, and to top it off, uh, Justin? You know, it's so refreshing to see young fathers, to see men who have brought children into this world just be the best dads that they can be. You know, Jason Tatum is a young player. I mean, he was just drafted a, a couple of years ago. And so he's a young guy. 
But man, he's making this father thing look really easy during the Orlando bubble. Uh, so he has um, a baby son and, or I should, shouldn't say baby. I should say he's more of a toddler now, but Jason Tatum is virtually reading books to his son before they go to bed. So even in a situation where he may not see his son for months because the Boston Celtics are one of the top teams in the Eastern conference. They could be in the NBA finals. So for Jason Tatum to probably be away from his son for several months, for him to still make time for his fatherly duties, I think is really cool. And that's my feel good story for the week. Seeing Jason Tatum, just making sure, Hey, I'm taking care of me in this weird situation, but I'm always going to be there for my son. So kudos to Jason Tatum. Cool. Hey, there it is. Any parting parting thoughts there, CJ? Hey, man, no parting thoughts, man. Just want to thank you guys for having me on. Had a great time, and you know, hopefully, it isn't too long before we can do this again, man. Uh, you know, I appreciate you guys both. You know, Saul, I met you up in Phoenix, man. You always looked out. Uh, always had great conversations, Justin, man. I cannot thank you enough for you know helping me with my transition to Tucson and standing in my corner and going to grab D-dubs with me when I'm feeling down and things of that nature, man. I'm very thankful for the both of you. And like I said, I hope it's not too long again before we can all hop on, hop on the podcast and talk like this. But I had a great time today, man. And uh, you know, just looking forward to this next step, you know, heading to Philly. Absolutely. Hey, best of luck to you, brother. You know, I, I, I met you a couple times just in Phoenix. You know, you were covering, you were kind of helping out the athletic in, in, in no determined role. You were just kind of bouncing out, helping beat to beat. And then you got the gig down in Tucson um, and to watch you grow as a, as a journalist and, and, a, and a young man and a, and a positive example of, of, of what hard work can really bring to you has just been everything. And, and so I appreciate you jumping on the podcast with us before we go. Uh, we need to make sure that we do say, uh, just like everybody else in this movement with the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, and it is a movement. I'm not talking about the organization. I'm talking about the movement itself and how there's been so much support for Black Lives Matter because Black Lives do matter. And, uh, you know, I know a lot of people like to say all lives matter. Uh, enough with that. All lives can't matter until Black Lives Matter, period. And so uh, I, I just want to give a shout out to the NBA, uh, Major League Baseball players that took knees um, before the anthem in a lot of those cases. And um, I appreciate the way that they've all handled this and they still need to arrest those cops who killed Breonna Taylor, period. That just, that just has to happen. So, and, and major shout out to the WNBA who took it one step further and just straight up walked off the court for the national anthem. Um, you know, there's been a lot of debate about how you should protest and a lot of opinions out there. It doesn't matter how they protest. People are going to find something wrong with the protest in the first place. I think as long as you peacefully protest, that's all that matters. That's what all these athletes are trying to do. They're trying to bring light to justice and get justice for those who have paid the price for no damn reason. So I just want to make sure I said that out loud and said that before we ended this podcast, Justin, tell the people where they can find us. Subscribe to the Total BS Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And for the Sunday special, because we always have fun videos, great content, amazing guests, just like this episode with our guy CJ Holmes. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube page and follow us on Facebook, Twitter. And now, IG Saul, Total oh, BS yeah. Podcast is on Instagram, so make sure you give us a follow there. 
There you go. Hey, till next time. We'll see you when we see you. Peace. Your fans just might turn into our fans. Be cool, it's just part of the program. Spit your best 16 if you must. You're not whack, you just sound whack rapping after us. Yo, your fans just might turn into our fans. Be cool, it's just a part of this program. Spit your best 16 if you must. You not whack, you just